When I was a boy growing up, there was a man who had a radio broadcast that I loved to listen to. His name was Paul Harvey. And the title of his program was The Rest of the Story. In his program, he would tell you a short story that captured the imagination with facts about someone that was perhaps well-known. And then at the end, he would reveal some truth or fact that just kind of tied it all together in a way that left you amazed. And then he'd end his broadcast by saying, and now you know, the rest of the story. It was some of the best storytelling I'd ever heard. Even to this day, there are few that could rival his skill. When I was thinking about this episode, the amazing Paul Harvey came to mind. I may never have his artful skill to tell a story, but we're going to talk about Christmas today, and I want to tell you the rest of the story. Welcome to the Reman Initiative. Hey guys, what's up? Thank you for taking a few minutes out of your week to spend them with me. When this episode drops, it will be the first Monday in the month of December, the year 2022. And I wanted to take a few minutes to tell you a little bit about the story of Christmas. This would be the, we're into the beginning of the Advent season. And if you're like me, you know that Christmas, there's so much more to Christmas than what we get to see. And so I wanted to start this episode by reading you the traditional first passage that's read in Advent. It's the passage out of Isaiah chapter 9. We did this, we did celebrated the first week of Advent at my church this week, and this was the passage that they used. And it really got me thinking. So I wanted to share my thoughts with you. So Isaiah 9, chapter 6, for to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Each year as we step into the Advent and Christmas season, churches and people of faith will read this scripture which points to this promise of God, which was given to us through the prophet Isaiah, and we'll take time to remember that this promise was fulfilled At the birth of Jesus, there will be live nativity scenes and parking lots around churches and Christmas plays that can't help but bring a smile to our hearts. As kids dressed like shepherds, wise men and angels, or even donkeys and sheep, retell the story of the fulfillment of this promise. We'll imagine scenes of shepherds in the field and angels singing in the heavens, a babe wrapped in a swaddle and lying in a manger, and Wise men worshiping the newborn king with gifts. It is a beautiful scene. It's also missing an important aspect of the story. Because we've just stopped telling it. 
I mean the sheer brilliance of the father that was displayed on this night in that little town of Bethlehem is jaw-dropping. As much as we love reading this passage from verses 6 and 7 and singing, O come Emmanuel, or angels we have heard on high, it's all set against the backdrop of verses 4 and 5, which never gets read in the Advent readings or any sermon that I've ever heard on the Messianic promise. And it's this setting that makes this promise of the coming king, one that filled the heart of those who would hear this promise, full of expectancy and hope. Verses 4 and 5 read like this. For as in the day of Midian, you have shattered the yoke of their burden the bar across their shoulders, and the rod of their oppressor. For every trampling boot of battle and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. This backdrop is that of people who have been sorely oppressed by their enemies, so much so that hope is all but a faded dream and hopelessness seems to fill the very air around them. In the day of Midian, the Israelites were under horrible oppression from some cruel enemies, so much so that this time had become a part of the collective memory of Israel as a nation, just as Egypt was. The slavery and the oppression dealt to Israel by the Midianites is almost beyond most of our imaginations. In that day, the angel of the Lord, who was no regular angel, this was what was called a Christophany or a pre-Bethlehem appearance of Christ. This angel of the Lord calls and supernaturally enables a man named Gideon to bring about deliverance to Israel and crush the forces of Midian. That deliverance brought hope and renewal to God's people. Such hope that God used that memory in his people's hearts as the backdrop to compare the hope that was to follow this promised king. The faithful Israelites weren't just looking for a child. They were looking for a Gibor, a mighty warrior, a wise, cunning military strategist who would once and for all break the backs of all the oppressors of God's chosen people and establish a kingdom that was just, good, and eternal. Christmas wasn't just a baby in a manger, shepherds, angels, and wise men. The first Christmas day, the birth of the Lord Jesus, was a brilliant rescue mission. It was a special ops insertion of the God of the angel armies, the captain of the Lord's hosts, the anointed son of God himself behind enemy lines so that he could pick a fight with the enemies of our souls. And with great cunning, courage, love, and skill, once and for all, deliver mankind from our true oppressors the rebel of Eden, and the fallen sons of God that had followed him. 
He didn't come to simply offer us some fire insurance. He came to make good on a promise that he made to Satan in the Garden of Eden and to restore all that the enemies of God had stolen and to renew all that had been corrupted. In the garden, the Lord said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all the wild beasts and all the living creatures of the field. On your belly you will crawl, and dust you will eat all the days of your life, and I will put hostility between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. Her offspring, her seed, will attack your head, and you will attack her offspring's heel. The rebel of Eden knew this day was going to come because the promises of God are sure. Wars have been fought for thousands of years. Blood has been shed, starting with that of the blood of Abel, in an effort to thwart this promise. Those cries in the streets of Judea, as King Herod had every male under the age of two murdered in an attempt to kill this newborn king of the Jews, you think that was his idea? Hmm. On the first Christmas night, in the most unlikely of ways, the king of glory comes as a baby, grows up to be a man who has favor with God and favor with men, picks that fight with the enemies of God, baits them into killing him, and then in a stroke of the purest of genius, because, I mean, let's, let's face it, we're dealing with the creator here, he gives himself as a ransom to redeem us from the curse of sin and the rule and oppression of our enemies. The Apostle Paul called it a mystery because the Father artfully hid the truth from our enemies. In 1 Corinthians 2, verses 7 and 8, Paul says this, Instead, we speak the wisdom of God, hidden in a mystery, that God determined before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood it. If they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. <laughs> you see, it was always a part of the greatest rescue mission ever, that the conquering king, the Messiah, would give his life for us. But that mystery was hidden from our enemies. For if they had known this, Jesus would have died of old age. Oh, how they must have rejoiced on the day that they killed him. And how quickly their rejoicing turned to fear and anger when he showed up in Hades, snatched the keys of death, hell, and the grave from their hands, and then walked out of that borrowed tomb, resurrected, alive, and having all authority, including that which was once theirs, given to him. Paul said in Colossians 2, 14 and 15, that he, Jesus has destroyed what was against us, a certificate of indebtedness expressed in decrees opposed to us. He has taken it away by nailing it to the cross. 
disarming the rulers and the authorities. That would be those fallen enemies of God and Satan himself. Disarming these guys. And he made a public disgrace of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Christmas Day wasn't what it seemed. It was an act of war. When the angels declared peace on earth and goodwill towards men, it was so much deeper than a single night of peace. It was a declaration of a victory to come from the single most brilliant military operation ever to be executed. The father, knowing the minds of his enemies, used their own lust for power and their delusional thinking that they could ever thwart the plans of God Most High to get them to drive the final nails into their own coffins. Blood would be shed once more, but this time, once and for all. The ransom was paid. The curse of sin broken forever. An everlasting life, freely given to those who would simply accept the work that had been done and the anointed Son of God who accomplished it. Now you know the rest of the story. I pray all of you this season receive the peace and the joy that only the Lord of Christmas can truly offer. Enjoy the Advent season and Christmas Day. Until next week, the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. God bless, guys. You've been listening to the Reman Initiative. I'm your host, Joe Bailey. I'm the Executive Director of Men's Training and Discipleship for Dr. Joe Martin and the Real Men Connect Ministry. Look, if you've reached a place in your life where you know you need real training and discipleship, the kind that can only be gained in relationship and partnership with godly spiritual mentors and other faithful men that are pursuing Christ, then I want to invite you to go to www.realmenconnect.com and schedule a discovery call with us to see if this is a fit for you. This is a dedicated group of guys, and we are on a mission to train and disciple men and then launch them out to go out and not just fulfill a mission, but the mission of becoming the man, the father, the husband, and the influencer in their community for the kingdom of God that they were always called to be. Until next week, God bless, guys.